Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Apparently, when I am not here, things get a little out of control, as one of these two guys said or alluded to when the cat is away, the mice will throw format to the wind and talk about other things, um, paraphrasing a little bit. But I'm back here. I crack the whip. We are getting back to our normal format using Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its calculating and rating goodness to help you make the moves in the non-point scoring season to win this coming point scoring season because that more or less is what this is all about, right? And this, something happened yesterday as we record this on Tuesday. Some Something happened that you know, is, is a little conflicting. As human beings, you never want to root for someone to lose their job. But as fantasy football managers, I know John is shrugging his shoulders. I dance. Like, oh, I, I was dancing. I don't care. Yeah, it, it's hard to be sad when <laughs> Look, millionaires get I, I don't feel bad for him. Spend time oh, with your family and rest on Sorry. the Sorry, I'm a terrible person. Poor get Arthur. Uh, Go away. <laughs> Go away, But Arthur. fantasy managers were dancing in delight when Arthur Smith actually did get fired as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons because for a while it looked like they were winning a little too much and we all got a little scared, but <sighs> deep sigh of relief. And so we're rolling with clear. it. I don't root for a lot of people to lose their jobs. He's a millionaire of a billionaire. Like, Oh, that's right. I even forgot that he has the family behind like, him also. Yeah. Be honest. He's going to be okay, folks. He'll be fine. And he was an asshole. Like, he was yeah. an arrogant, arrogant jerk who, I don't know why he, like, picked a fight with fantasy football. Look, the reporters were saying, like, use your good weapons to win actual football games. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't fantasy football. Well, hey, dipshit. Maybe reality <laughs> football would have helped out a little bit, yeah, too, yeah, you moron. reality football either. What an idiot. But that's oh, the past. On. That's the past. We're looking to the future. And Travis is first going to look for the future with someone who came into the league expecting to be the future at their position. So let's let's talk some Bijan, Travis. Yeah, I mean, so Bijan Robinson uh hopefully benefits from this uh departure of Arthur Smith. But uh, I think even when Arthur Smith was still there, uh he was pretty much just a a victim of uh, over analysis in many ways because yes, things weren't perfect. Yes. His usage was disappointing because we assumed he was just going to come into the league and immediately be Ladanian Tomlinson or whatever it is. There's, uh, there's always these high uh, off the charts expectations for uh, players every single year that we have like atop our boards. And there, there was a lot of reason to be excited about Bijan. I mean, the talent has, is obvious. It's, it's apparent, but he had, his, <clears throat> excuse me, he had a season of almost 1,500 yards from scrimmage this year already. Uh, his touchdowns were a bit, you know, not what you would expect with that particular type of uh, touch work or workload. But if, if we're assuming that he sees a, a decent uptick in his usage now, uh, and that's just kind of the like the the assumption across the board in the dynasty community, it's going to be interesting to see where his value goes because he's already kind of valued as the running back one in virtually every single format. And so if the assumption is he's going to have even more production than that, and he's going to be, uh, you know, more like a Christian McCaffrey hovering around 2000 yards every season. <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Um, it, then 
he's gonna it's gonna be really hard for him to actually hit those expectations. So I, I'm just curious what you guys would do now, pick wise with him. Is he back to like the equivalent of the 1.01 since he was basically just last year, uh, or is he you know around the 1.02, 1.03? Because according to the calculator right now, he's just a shade below the 1.03 in. In superflex uh, formats with tight end premium, twelve team leagues, that kind that kind of deal. So, um, you know, and, and there's actually a little bit of a drop off right now. The 1.03 is 37. He is 35, 35.4, and the 1.04 is 31. Pretty significant drop off there. I think, assuming still that the top three are Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison. But I would say uh, even Jaden Daniels is up there in that mix that that makes the top four uh, kind of a tear break, and then even you want to throw in Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze into the conversation, that makes the top six really interesting. And so where does he slot in, I guess, for you, for you guys pick-wise? Because would you prefer the 1.03 or B. John Robinson? 1.03. I'll be honest. I, I think this is actually a fair price. Um, right. It sounds right. It's so, I wasn't ready for that, but it does sound right. Yeah, I mean, almost always I will say I don't want the running back. This might be the case where I do. Now, I would have to be set at quarterback for my team. Like, a, and I mean, a, set as a team. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, set, like, absolutely set. Not like, well, I can probably figure out my quarterback too by, uh, you know, playing Jake Browning when he comes around, playing Joe Flacco. That's not set. I mean, on a team where I have like, you know, Josh Allen and somebody like uh, Tua, like, you know, like not the top is not the highest of the tier for my QB2, but like that QB2 is a QB2 I like, and I'm going to, I'm going to be starting them. Yeah. I probably still want the pick because I think the pick is more marketable. (laughs) So we are in that time of year. So the 101 and the 102. I probably want the pick. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. before I want Bijan Robinson. Yep. So I want the 103 also. Yep. But in the scenario where like my team is set at quarterback, I could see some merit in giving up the pick to get Bijan Robinson. Not the move I'm going to make probably, but I can see the merit in it. Does that uh, straddle the fence enough? I mean, I that, obviously that is the closest you have ever gotten to saying <laughs> something about positive for training for a running back like in the history of the show. Almost got it is, there. It's Almost so there. early in the in the year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. need I don't need a running back for like eleven more months. So. <laughs> but but uh, what happens He's not during just, uh, running back? <laughs> what happens during draft season though, when it's okay? People get back to the fact that, okay, obviously, Caleb Williams is still quarterback one. Marvin Harrison is going to be, I mean, he might be the first player off the board, depending on how things play out uh, in the real draft. So it's those two. And I get not going for the 1.01 and 1.02, given those two talents. But 1.03, there's questions. Drake May's final season was imperfect, to say the least. Jaden Daniels had a Heisman-level season. But I think he's going to get picked apart as well throughout draft season when it comes down to it. Uh, Over reliance on his top tier wide receivers. Why did he not take so long to you know go off? At, you know, 
there are going to be questions with him. So I think right now there's a chance that the narrative trends towards a, a top two and then a tier break. And so given what I know I'm going to get production wise from Bijan, I think, I think I'm okay. Just actually taking Bijan versus the 1.03 personally. And everything you guys said has made complete and perfect sense, but I can't get out of my mindset of what John said before the pick is more fluid. The pick is going to be easier to move along the way. So if it's, if we're talking pure value standpoint, I still want the one Oh three, but John's right. Like, if I'm going to not be me for a second and I'm going to be that person that sets their lineup in January or February and that's all I'm missing, I'll send the 103 to go get Bijan. Because what could happen to make Bijan's value worse? Nothing. I mean, it, it yeah, can't. Yeah. He's got he's got like at least a year or two <laughs> where it's gonna at least maintain probably rise i would think yeah like what happens if like the enemy gets hired as the coach (laughs) i mean it's yeah he's he's 101 startup like yeah exactly so Um, but just to put it out there and i love using the smallest of smallest sample size humanly possible i'm in a startup mock super flex right now Bijan went 206 that seems late I can't imagine him being outside the first round, even in super flex. Not surprising. Yeah. And honestly, I had the 207 and I picked Christian McCaffrey and CMC was in my pre-draft ahead of Bijan. Yeah. Because... See, I'll take uh, it. Now the, the point yeah. scoring season is over. So now I would switch. I mean, I said literally two weeks ago, I would have given up Bijan for CMC because that's when I needed him. Yes. Yeah, uh, win your championship. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it would have been, I believe I would have been worth it. So can't remember how they each scored in week 17, but I think I would have felt okay with CMC. Uh, at this point now, I mean, Bijan's my running back one now. Like that, that, yeah. that switches now. Okay. Well, I've got, uh, I think we've got an interesting one for you guys then just comparing. And I went cross positional because the assumption for me was that he was running back one, but I did yeah. include, uh, I did include two running backs. CMC I'm curious. One okay. I wanted to see what that was going to look like. One's one's Russ got. I hope one is Russ's boy. Well, we'll see. We'll see here. So I, I went two wide receivers, a quarterback. Sorry, it's a long list today. <laughs> two wide receivers, uh, two other running backs, and a quarterback in this mix. Okay. Right, so go. the wide receivers, I have Amon Ra, St. Brown, and. Garrett Wilson. Oh. And then I have Justin Fields as the quarterback. And then Brees Hall and Christian McCaffrey. And of course. Yep. It was Brees Jason Hall. That's, that's the one that I wanted to yes. I wanted to hear Russ say it. Yes. I, I just want to see because, you know, like when we're talking about you know the ages of all these players, I'm in Ross St. Brown, still 24. Garrett Wilson somehow still 23. Just you know, Justin Fields 24. Uh, you know, McCaffrey's the elder statesman being 27, but the assumption is he's just going to be dominant because he's one of the greatest of all time. And then, of course, Brees is still about the same age as, as the Bijan. So, yeah. Imagine Fields and the enemy end up like in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, would be, oh, that would be really Oh, fun. man. 
That would be fun. Oh, we had to suffer. <laughs> There's just no reason. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh, God, it's hard to put it's hard to not put the quarterback first because he's the quarterback, but I mean there's just some obvious uncertainty with Justin Fields right yeah. now. I mean, obvious. I mean, we don't know where he's gonna be. We don't know if the, the Bears are gonna build around him or if they're gonna move him. Is he gonna be in a good spot? He's where still he gonna next? be a starter as far as like, I'm yeah, exactly. Because the, the, the state of the quarterback good. position in the league right now. Yeah, there's no way uh, that he's not going to be a starter. And uh, there's, even though there is a pretty stacked group coming in, it seems, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to replace all the open positions in the league. And even next year, 2025, the, the, the quarterback group looks pretty poor uh, at the moment. So he's safe, uh, regardless of, you know, people's bad takes on Justin Fields. Like he's pretty safe. All right. I've, I'm, I've, I'll go for it. I pulled to John, I will say. Jets are at the bottom, obviously. Jets are at the bottom. <laughs> uh, and they're running back at the very bottom because he's the running back. Oh my gosh. Well, there's two uh, oh actually yeah, I put, of the Jets. I of mean. the Jets, yeah. All right. Well, I put Amon Ross St. Brown first. Um, and it's everything that you guys were just sort of chatting about with Justin Fields. Like Amon Ross St. Brown has he's Amon Ross St. Brown. He's gonna be very, very good. That offense isn't going to change. There's no reason for it to change. So he's still going to keep doing what he's doing. And that for me puts me over the uncertainty of what Justin Fields situation is, but could it get worse for Justin Fields? Like, I don't think so, but I'm still going to sit with Amon Ra first Fields second. Cause I do believe in the player. I believe in Justin Fields. It's just like, we're saying, what's it going to be that I'd rather just take, take St. Brown. I have Bijan third. CMC fourth, and I know I said that I already just tried to take CMC over Bijan in a in the mock draft, but like if I'm really doing real value as opposed to just building a team, Bijan is worth more than on point scoring season than CMC is. And then yeah, I, I, even though I do like Brees Hall probably more than I do like Garrett Wilson, it's January 9th, so I'm going to put a wide receiver ahead of a running back. Uh, and since they're both Jets, I'm going to put Garrett Wilson and then Brees Hall. Wow. So wait, Brees Hall is at the very bottom for you? I, I could, yeah, sort I'm just, of. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I just, just, just again, asking. it's really just because of the time. Like it's, it's January and he's a Jet. Like, and they already it's, said it's they're shame, not changing. They're not changing anything. We're hoping Aaron Rodgers comes back and is a thing. Like, if we, if a, Are I hear, we, I kind of want to, I kind of want him to come back and just flame out even harder, not injury related, just actually. Yeah, but then that ruins Garrett exactly. Wilson and Brees Hall, and that that's part of the problem. They're already Jets. They're already ruined. Yeah, but like, what if, what if Justin Fields goes to the Jets? Like, things uh, can happen that will greatly change my mind very quickly. But until I see what that quarterback there is, not is. a chance in hell. Aaron Rodgers lets Justin Fields. Walk a step near that stadium. Aaron it would be Rogers hilarious not to play first. Yes, but could you imagine it? Like, oh, well, we're going to bring in Justin yeah. Fields. Oh, there'd be a show about that. Yeah. Um. So my my final three are the exact same as Russ's. Brees Hall on the bottom. Yes, the Jets go to the bottom, and the running back falls all the all the way to the bottom. Um. <clears throat> I have Bijan first. Oh, I know. 
Whoa. I know. So you, so you do I like know. running backs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like some. There's, like or I maybe said, when a, we talk. When one we, running back. Yes. One, there's one. No. <laughs> there's one. Him. I like CMC quite a bit as well. Okay. <laughs> so, one and a half. A little bit okay. less now because, you know, the, we're in the off season. But, yeah, probably yeah. about one and a half. That's that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, and that's only because I know Bijan, like, his value is going to stay the same at the worst. For at least another year. Like he could get injured and next year I could trade him away when he's coming back healthy for exactly what I put into him right now. So he is so safe. His value is so safe compared to any other running back. Literally, even CMC as the second running back or Brees Hall as the second, whoever you have second. Their value a year from now could be drastically lower. There's just no chance that Bijan he would have to be out of the league for some off the field issues. Like there's nothing that could bring his value down dramatically in a year. I don't think Um, I went field second. I'm going to side with the quarterback over the wide receiver. I'm on Ross St. Brown. If I had Justin Fields as like my third quarterback for some reason on a team, I I would feel pretty good about the flip from fields to I'm on Ross St. Brown. Like that, that's a pretty good. Yeah. Harrison position to position. So tie wise, I just break it with the quarterback and super flex. That's interesting. I do have to on the top. I hope you highlighted this cell, Russ. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I too actually had Bijan at the top. Nice. And and it's because it's because, like you said, like there's just not very many assets in 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 fantasy football that are more safe i think right now than Bijan. Yeah. and in terms of like actual value over replacement level production of the position you know maybe we'll have another kyron williams next year that that uh, pops up and um or if you're you know or if you you did the right thing you already had him on your team uh, but you know it, it, who, who knows i i think really he's probably going to be locked in for top five production whenever he's just on the field so um he wasn't bad this year. There were just exactly. some games that's what that, I'm saying. Like, like, that's unused. what I was saying earlier. Like he was already like yeah, we we might have just seen, you know, the worst of his next 3 years this year. Yeah. And so pretty good. I, yeah, I think I think Bijan first, Amaral St. Brown second. Um because he just posted like 1500 yards uh this year. I mean, good. that's almost 120 catches, like double digit touchdowns. The usage is unreal. Uh and and his his role is not going to be diminished, I don't think, moving forward. So, yeah, I'm going to Ross St. Brown. He's one of the safest assets in the sport at this point. Uh, so I think he and Bijan are, are super safe. And then the the uncertainty with Fields for me uh, makes him a, kind of a clear three. I do think he um, is safer than the market might think right now. But I think he goes Bijan, uh, I'm going to Ross St. Brown, Fields, and uh, I too, actually, I gave you guys a hard time, but I, uh, yeah, both Jets at the bottom. Actually, yeah, and then Christian McCaffrey just ahead of them. But um, yeah, it Literally, is tough. Can they just get it traded? Can we get rid of Garrett? That would Wilson be great. That would be awesome. Like, any other team? That would be amazing if they could. Just... I would be happier if they were Manders. I mean, like honestly. Well, now the Manders are gonna have the or whatever their whatever and... whatever yeah. their next team name will be too. But yeah, pouring out for Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah, so sad. Yeah, you know he will stick around as a backup though. Like, yeah, and he'll come in, he'll fill in, he'll have like two good weeks a year, 
for like probably the next five, six years, something like that. You, you know what? Good. I You know what? I bet. I bet he goes the route of Ryan Fitzpatrick because there's too many open jobs. Like somebody yeah. else is going to give him an opportunity. He's going to be in like nine teams over the next 12 years. That I mean, that he could be very good at that <laughs> at yeah. being good enough. Andy Dalton level. Like, yeah, eh. I don't think he has the personality of a Fitzpatrick, but he could definitely. Grow no beard. one. Yeah, no one does. has the personality. No. Of, no. Uh, but what yeah. order do you have the Jets in at the bottom? I actually have Brees first. Okay. Really. Yeah. 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 I get it because I I do think Brees has the higher point ceiling, but right. Yeah. It's time of year and running backs and all that. Yep. I just think you know Wilson's gonna have splashes because he's too good, but Hall. Even if things aren't perfect next year, it's probably just going to be, you know, feature back workload. And, you know, I, in, in terms of actual point scoring season, uh, coming down the stretch might yield more real team value. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to wide receiver. And I mean, clearly we're here to talk Drake London. And I was happily surprised by this. Uh, sort of i was ready to see like drake london equals like the 106 or something thankfully it's it's the 109 and i think that's at least more of a conversation um i know recently someone dm'd me asking about someone asked for like the 107 and a mid second and i'm just like but the 109 is a little bit more palpable we're talking probably at that point what wide receiver four running back one QB four, you know, something like along those lines, it doesn't feel like top tier rookie at one Oh nine, even though this is going to be a very deep wide receiver class. So I guess, I mean, Travis, this one goes straight to you. Like at the one Oh nine, are we choosing that level wide receiver over Drake London? I think, I think it gets tough right in there. Um, I think I would actually probably prefer uh, Drake London in the absence of Arthur Smith land uh, <laughs> because here's where we are. We were, we're definitely going to have three wide receivers. Like the best three wide receivers are going to be gone. You're going to see Marvin Harrison Jr. Gone. I kind of mentioned this earlier. Uh, Malik neighbors out of LSU. He's going to be gone. Roman Dunze out of Washington. He's going to be gone. You're going to be missing all three quarterbacks. You're going to be missing Brock Bowers. So that's seven that are already gone. Maybe you get the premier running back one that squeezes in there somehow. And so ideally, if everything goes perfect, you're getting your pick of the letter at wide receiver four in this class. So the capital of that said player is probably going to be around pick 20. Something like, you know, like let's say it's it's a, it's a Flowers type from this year, you know. Uh, but maybe one with uh, a couple questions on their production profile or something like that. There, there's several that are going to, be in a, going to be in the mix in that range. But I don't want Keon Coleman over drake london and he's going to be one that actually kind of compares to like body type and projected usage to drake london i would much prefer drake london over keon coleman uh out of uh, florida state he's a, a huge big body guy makes a couple of really interesting plays uh here and there for florida state but i think he's overrated and his production profile says that that is true um and then we get to troy franklin out of oregon or xavier worthy out of texas or adam mitchell out of texas or um, you know, there's a handful of other guys that uh, you could be interested in wide receiver wise, but I think I would still lean Drake London, maybe all the way up past 1.08, you know, just below 1.07 and between 1.07 and 1.08 is probably how I would value him right now. 
John? I'm taking London. Uh, I mean, the, the wide receiver that I get there, I hope turns into Drake London. So I would just take Drake London because he's already Drake London. You know, I, I, I feel plenty fine putting him in my starting lineup in 2024. Not no question about it. Uh, the 109, we don't know that some of these rod receivers aren't going to have some of their landing spots ruined. Hopefully not. I mean, it's the NFL now where every landing spot for a wide receiver should in theory be good because they should just throw the ball. But there will be one or two that goes somewhere and we're like, oh, crap. Like, that wasn't ideal. You know, maybe they go wherever Sam Howell land, ends up. <laughs> but uh, so I'll take I – I'll just take – you know. I will say Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU might actually just turn into Drake London. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his game. He's a wide receiver from there. Yeah, he is. Uh, and because of Malik Neighbors, he doesn't get all the hype. But he, there's a very real chance he actually goes in, uh, you know, late round one himself. And uh, he actually had had an incredible season this year. Um, had over, I guess it was almost, um, I believe it was almost 1,200 receiving yards. And he had 17 touchdowns uh, this year. Uh, unreal production. I've seen uh, the only several th- where they have Jaden Daniels go, go in the first, and then that same team pick yeah, him in the second. Yeah, that's like, that's common. But in, in recent weeks, fun. he's actually been trending in mock draft data. Higher. Up, yeah, a little bit higher. So he's actually he's leveled out around pick 27-ish. Mm. And I would say that there's a chance he goes higher because when people realize that as they're watching Malik Neighbors, you're going to see all these threads of, oh, man, I, I'm watching Malik Neighbors, but then this Brian Thomas guy goes off. And, you know, you got to see all the all takes like that because, like, a guy his size shouldn't move uh, like he does. He's probably going to measure just over 6'4", may- maybe around 6'4", 200-something pounds. Got to measure very similarly to Drake London. And then people realize, holy cow, he works the vertical stem ridiculously. Holy cow, he just he threw somebody to the ground and, and you know, and then burnt, you know, outran the, the, the safety after that at that size. Uh, so I think that he's going to continue to rise, probably ends up being the consensus wide receiver four in the class. And then there's going to be a debate. Okay, Brian Thomas or Drake London, you know, again in April. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting. I think he slots in right now around the 1.08 or 1.09, which I guess leads me to believe it's, yeah, that, that's fair. That, that's fair. But I would still, I would still lead in London for sure. Yeah, I can be convinced either side of this. Like, you're right. This feels fine. It's better than I thought it would be. I wished it was a little lower just so I can out of certainty say london like if it i know this is the one like, again what's the difference between the 112 and the 201 literally one pick but it doesn't matter it makes a difference to see the 109 and the 110 just seeing that 10 makes me feel like it's worth so much less so i would have said yes pretty easily at the 110 which means i should just say yes at the 109 so i'm gonna just say london because i liked the player i i didn't i think there was a lot of people who liked him more coming in but anytime he's you know, the offense has done decently and he's been on the field like he's he's good. Like, I don't think that's in question anymore. He can succeed in the NFL. Of course, he was wide receiver 44 in points per game. But again, we're celebrating for a reason, <laughs> you know, like things can't really get worse for head coach and quarterback situations from what they were last year. So things will get better. And especially because of knowing why they moved on from Arthur Smith because they flat out said, you're not using our players. So I'm in. 
I yeah, I'm gonna straight up just say London at this point. Gotta believe whatever coach comes in. One of the questions they asked during the interview is how would you plan to use B. John Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts? They might have that discussion during the hiring process. It has to be. Like it, <laughs> it absolutely. might come up. This might come up. All right. So my list is all wide receivers because, like I said, I stick to the format when I'm here. Um, it was actually a little bit of a tough list to put together because yeah, just the players around him felt a little, I don't know. But here we go. Here's the list. So Drake London, Nico Collins, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, and Debo Samuel. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Go first. <laughs> That's interesting. It's hard for me to put Nico Collins into this group. I know he has ascended quite a bit. Um, I will tell you group. now, he but, is not. Yeah, once I put him in this group, then it's, well, where do I put him? That So it's like he's not automatically at the bottom. That's what's, I wouldn't have picked his name out of uh, the group, like that he should have been included in the group. But now that he is. That's why I put him in here because I thought it was, he was the last name I added to this list because I just thought yeah. it made it was interesting. It is interesting. And I have so much personal bias in this list right now. I know. You've got DK and T Higgins. Oh man, I don't okay. This is a tough list. This is all a tier, I think. Can we can we talk about what Nico Collins did in like the last six weeks? Yes. You mean after the the wide receiver one of the team went down? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but still, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't I mean, mean he were... doesn't have the talent to do it, though. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he had four weeks of at least seven catches or more. And uh, he had four touchdowns in that span. He had two games of over 190 receiving wow. yards. That's insane. I mean,. <laughs> the production, the production was unreal. And yes, I know, like Tink, Tinkdale is going to be back. I think there's just a really good chance that we're seeing one of the next great quarterbacks emerge in CJ Stroud. Yep. and he's going to be one of those players that can prop up, you know, two top 15, 16 wide receivers, regardless of who they are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying he's getting, he's going to be Peyton Manning, but you know, if he if he is, like, <laughs> there's a chance he has like two or three options that are that are viable at all times and uh i think we were already kind of seeing that emerge with with dell and uh, some collins sprinkled on there too so it's tough to, to put him at the bottom really he, i mean like, he did not end up at the bottom of my he's list. not at the bottom of my list either okay yeah. all right i i can go travis travis okay. bought me go. enough time there so i appreciate that Travis. Uh, I, yeah you know if there's one thing i'm good at it's it's vamping to, to uh, yes. other words uh, yeah there you go well done well done <laughs> Drake London comes out on the top of my list. All right, John, you're fired. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have put T. Higgins there, but I don't know what team he's going to be on. Now, granted, Burrow says he wants T. Higgins back. Good Lord, Bengals, please listen. <laughs> Figure did out you, did you see what Jamar Chase said? He said, like, like uh, I want my money or something like that. <laughs> we'll see how much is left after yeah. I get mine. <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. And I'm just like, you couldn't be as positive as Joe. Jamar, come on. Why are you doing this uh, to me? Of course, I'd I'm love hoping, to see him back, but we'll see how much I leave there. I'm hoping that there that it was more of a friendly, 
Uh, I'm going to get mine first, buddy. <laughs> like, I'm hoping that it was more just kind of a friendly remark between each other. Um, I mean, if he's back with the Bengals, I'll, if he's back with the Bengals, T. Higgins is number one on my list. Um, but I can't put him there not knowing that. Now, granted, I have no idea who's going to be throwing to Drake London, but I think it's going to be better. Than I'm just saying, the Texans have a whole lot of cap space, and T. Higgins is a free agent. I know. Could you imagine, like, if he were to end up there? Like, that would – I mean, C.J. Stroud would go through the roof um, value-wise. All right. So, Drake London, T. Higgins. This is where I slotted Nico Collins? Ooh. Nico Collins? Really? Like, I feel like he was probably available on waiver wires in, in some thinner leagues. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely, oh, I got to get rid of him because I have to make my fourth round draft pick now or something like that. Uh, but I think I would give up DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel for him right now. Ooh. That was kind of why he ended up at the top of my list. Um. For to go from for where I have Nico Collins, if somebody wanted to offer me DK Metcalf or Debo, it would not take much added to convince me to go the other way. So, but I don't, but I think like that's how it that's how I was determined my three, four, and five here is you would have to give me a little bit of something to get from Debo, Debo or DK Metcalf to get to Nico. You're not really going to have to give me anything to get from Nico to DK Metcalf. Does that make sense? Cuz I'm just going to take the I'm just going to take the age reset. Um I have DK Metcalf last actually and Debo fourth. Um I you have I DK will. Metcalf last? Yeah, do you have him first? No. <laughs> I mean I, I this is really a, a challenge. I I I like Debo a little yeah, bit more. I like San Francisco a little bit more. Okay. Just a little bit. It's not Okay. Bad. That's interesting. So I think I, I have uh, Drake London first as well. Am I also fired, by the way? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Dang it. Just making sure. It was a good run. So good next run. week next week is Russell, just solo. Uh, by, he by goes away. One fun show. He comes back and he fires everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how it's going to go. Uh, so I have Drake London first. And then I think I actually have... You're DK about to get Metcalf. really fired, aren't you? DK Metcalf second. At least it's DK. Yeah. And then I have T. Higgins third, so I'm unfired now. And then then Nico and then Debo. So Debo is actually going to be turning 28 uh, next year. And uh, it's interesting. This tier is full of guys that are essentially, for the most part, or at least they have been, like second targets on their own team. And there's a high likelihood that that's going to be the case for for most of them. Um, uh, but, you know, you might say Debo, you know, it's kind of like being a wide receiver one at times, but, uh, you know, you actually had a bunch of the, the first free target share for a significant portion of this year. And I don't know, like Debo, he's never been a typical wide receiver in, in how he's been used. And so to me, uh, as he continues to um, age, it's just going to be interesting to see how his usage trends and if he's going to continue to be the act king or whatever. Uh, and all the rest of these players, um, you know, have potential to be a, a wide receiver one on their own team. Like DK Metcalf, like Tyler Lockett's going to be 32 next year. 
and Jackson Smith and Jake, we all, we all like him, but DK Metcalf has had really consistent production, really consistent production. Like the, the lowest I mean, the four season for him has been like 900 plus yards. And uh, really when he's completely healthy and normal, it's like 1100 plus. It's just very reminiscent of, of like Mike Evans level production. And so if he sees any uptick in his market share uh, next year, there's a really good chance, you know, he's the, the two in this crew. So Drake London, DK Metcalf, wherever Higgins goes, I'm pretty confident he's going to produce mm-hmm. and uh, he's still very young. So I'm going to go him third, of course. And then Nico Collins, even if he is wide receiver two next year, it looks like it really looks like she just is going to be special. And if he's part of that offense, there's a good chance. He just is around. He, he doesn't even have to be elite, but he's, he's going to produce. And then of course, running out things with Debo Samuel. I know I like the offense. You guys like the offense. Um, but he is by far the oldest of this bunch and has atypical usage. So it's just his future is murkier than I think the market would suggest. So a really, really tough question, though. So I appreciate it, Russell. So and thanks for thanks for unfiring us, or at least me. I guess John's gone. <laughs> I'm still fired. I've been trying to get rid of John since I met him, but he just keeps coming back, and I just don't have the energy to actually get rid of him. So <laughs> according to the calculator, T. Higgins is wide receiver 20. And then the, sa- the same value, but I'm guessing alphabetical order came in, is DK Metcalf, <laughs> Drake London at 22, 23 is Debo Samuel. Jaden Reed is 24, which I love because I was mm-hmm. like, I was riding the Jaden Reed high this season. I wasn't that high coming in, but once he started doing what he was doing, I'm like, sure. But I, don't, I didn't know if he felt like he fit there. And then Nico Collins is 25 right after. I think he fits in this tier. I don't know where to put him. Same as Nico. I don't know where to put Jaden Reed, but he's in this tier for sure. And the thing is, like, I think Nico belongs a little bit above Jaden Reed just because we it's the same thing like Travis was saying with Debo. It's not normal. So we don't know what to do with it, really. And to me, that's Jaden Reed a little bit. They use him in a bunch of ways. It's not just here's a wide receiver and, and you have Nico who's like, okay, here's this giant dude who knows, you know, and has that sort of position. Um my that is not the order of actually that might be the order of my list no the only thing that's different is i have debo on the bottom um i have t higgins first because he's t higgins um he's really really good and the anytime there was a healthy joe burrow and healthy t higgins t higgins did really well anytime there was a healthy t higgins and a non-healthy jamar chase t higgins did really well so like yeah, maybe being the number two wide receiver on a Jake Browning-led offense is just suboptimal. But Jake Browning said he's a top 32 quarterback in the league. So That, while that might <laughs> he, he actually might, be He right, might be. <laughs> that is more of a state of the NFL than it yes. is <laughs> a, a statement on, on Jake Browning himself. Yeah. But I have T. Higgins first. I put Drake London second. And honestly, it's only because DK Metcalf is on the Seahawks and that Pete Carroll said he's not retiring yet. And the fact that they don't really have a route to get a quarterback right now. And Gino showed that he's not what he was two years ago. You know, like we knew that he, he would like he was what, what he do was you mean? What do you mean ago? the crown jewel? What do you mean the crown jewel of the 2013 draft class isn't elite? What are we, what are we talking about here? Oh my God, is it really the 2013? Yes. Yes, he's, he's been around that long. Oh my god! And whatever you do, if you if you want to keep your eyesight, do not 
go back and look at the quarterbacks that year. Don't do it. Don't look at not. anything that year, really. It's, no. it's not really, great. Yeah, the entire class is – yeah, don't do it. it uh, and I – so I put Drake London second, and it's really because, like, he did pretty well in an just awful situation. And DK Metcalf, I don't know what it will take for him to – unleash his potential to use a really awful cliche but i i don't think that happens in seattle it's not the offense that would use him and right now geno smith isn't the quarterback that can use him and i i think once they establish dk and jsn as the one two wide receivers i think it might be good for dk because they are different enough that i think dk will get some of those sorry peter howard vacated targets of <laughs> Tyler Lockett's usage. It's not that Tyler Lockett leaves so DK gets targets. It's that they have some similarities in their game where JSN has a different game than DK Metcalf. So I, I think that will be a little better for DK, but not enough where Drake London will be, I will at least say, the wide receiver one on his team, though we'll talk about someone who may be the pass catcher one later. Uh, I have Nico Collins fourth and Debo fifth and it really comes down to Debo will forever have more fantasy value than he will dynasty value. He will be more valuable to your team than he will be to be able to trade away. And it's January and he's a 28 year old wide receiver. that yep. moves. And, and that's really all it is. Um, I don't always have faith that he's going to do what he did for the Debo, uh, that what he'll do what he did for the second half of this season. Cause he doesn't do it that often, but when Debo's good, Debo's really good. And he's always fun to watch. Yeah. But just that weird, and especially now being 28, his dynasty value is not going to recover. So I'll, I'll put the young wide receiver ahead of him. Tight end, guys. Let's do it. Who, who could we talk about? We talked about Bijan. We talked about... Oh, yeah, it's John Smith time, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It John is John Smith. Smith. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. John, John Smith time. Nobody else yeah. on the Falcons we're talking about, for sure. All right, so we have one more player to talk about, and it is tight end, and we will go ahead and talk about Kyle Pitts. Let me set the scene. It's 12.02. I could not wait for Arthur Smith to get fired. The Atlanta Falcons could not freaking wait to fire Arthur Smith. Like, I'm sorry. How often does it happen? Literally like the day. The day flips over. And they could not send that notice fast enough. Like, I am shocked they let him go into the locker room when that game ended. They could have fired him on the field the way they wanted him gone so bad. And there's a reason. Yeah. They're pissed. They are straight up pissed at how he used Bijan Robinson, presumably Drake London and Kyle Pitts as well. I mean, like, that is a very clear signal to me that this organization is going to bring in a coach that is going to utilize their weapons. Let's get back to Kyle Pitts' rookie year, uh, the golden year. Uh, he had just an amazing rookie year. Everybody loves what Sam Laporta did this year. Me too. Yes, Kyle Pitts did not have the touchdowns. They have gone up each year. One to two to three. Oh, that's pretty gross. <laughs> Drake London only had two this year, also, by the way, which I was surprised. I well, it's it's not surprising because there's John, studs like John U. Smith and Tyler Allgaier, who actually is pretty good. Tyler, yeah. Can't you take know, that away from him. Yeah. Not taking it away from them, but they clearly were standing in the way. Um, 
So Kyle Pitts, I did run like a quick little instant reaction poll because I was curious where Twitter would have them slot in after this news. But before we get to that, let's do the pick. Just slightly above where Drake London was, Kyle Pitts comes in at the 108 in Superflex tight end premium 12 team. 108 or Kyle Pitts, fellas? So I understand that. Okay, so here's what I was going to say. We were talking about the 109 before, and the the words Brock Bowers didn't leave Travis's lips the entire time. I'm going to wait until I hear, I, I know that for sure, because I get it. They're probably the same age. Like Kyle Pitts will be in the league for 10 years and there will still be tight ends being drafted older than Kyle Pitts. I like, will this say is, that's not true though. With them, Brock Bowers is 21. So is he? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I was. He's another exception. They're both going to be like, they're, they're both going to be 22 forever. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be one of those Juju's, one of those Amari Cooper's, one of those like those guys that just always feel like they're 18 years old. <laughs> How is he still that young? Yeah, so Juju's like Juju's still younger than the entire rookie class, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he actually has that Benjamin Button thing where he gets younger. Um, but uh, the answer is Kyle Pitts. I know the answer is Kyle Pitts, but I'm probably not gonna do it now because I don't think that deal goes away. And I, oh, I think that deal definitely goes. Are you kidding me? They what? signed an actual good coach. You but does it matter that? at this point? Like, it's we already have the rose colored glasses on. It doesn't matter who they sign. No, it can get better if they do something. Like, imagine if the enemy does go there and people have visions of that kind of an offense. I mean, right now, people just have visions of not an Arthur Smith offense. <laughs> Once there's actually definition between an offensive-minded, actual offensive-minded coach uh, and maybe a quarterback like a Justin Fields, like, holy cow, or even like Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> I mean, anybody, once there's actual concrete names attached. Yeah, think, Russell Wilson I, doesn't use tight ends, so you don't want that. But I was about to say, <laughs> what if Bill Belichick went there, but then everyone's just going to call Kyle Pitts Gronk, and that's going to get out of hand. Um, oh, my, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I would not. The answer is Kyle Pitts. The answer is Kyle right. Pitts. Again, the more I Travis, talk, the more I think. What about the you? What about you? Said you it's one point oh eight, right? One point oh eight. I think that's. I think that's perfect, actually. Um, I think I lean Kyle Pitts still, but I think that's really fair because Brock Bowers will be gone for sure by that point, mm-hmm. uh, and Brock Bowers will be valued higher than Kyle Pitts. Uh, the yep. moment he enters the league, unless it's just in a terrible, terrible spot. And I don't even know what that would be. Like, you know, like he could land on the Chiefs and people will still be thrilled that he's going to be the next Travis Kelsey right. next year. When even Travis if he's Kelsey not leaves. supposed to be. That would actually be an amazing spot for him. That would be. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. won't be there when they draft, but. Like, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pure. Just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's just Bowers is going to be higher than him. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a good chance Bowers comes off the board at pick. You know, four ish, uh, but the latest he's probably going to go off is seven ish. And if that's the case, then Chargers the next man up. Maybe. Yeah, the next man up is, yeah, you're going to have three wide receivers gone. And I'll say it again Marvin Harrison Jr., Blake Neighbors, Roman Dunze, all three quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and Brock Bowers. Those seven will be gone. And then at eight, 
you know, maybe you yeah. have your favorite, but saying that yeah. out loud, yeah, probably yeah. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, let's do it. Hey, John. Hey, John. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Kyle Pitts. The question <laughs> for me is, how high am I willing to go at this point? Um, not the top two quarterbacks, at least. Probably not Jaden Daniels either. I mean, I, I I do want to see where he lands. Uh, but I'm for, like, I I have I feel pretty good about all three quarterbacks. I'm. I feel great about Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, the, we know the question it comes down to. Brock Bowers and Pitts is is close for me. Um, I will probably go. Um, I don't know. It's not a decision I have to make right now. <laughs> uh, and that's probably where I slot in Kyle Pitts. So, like, maybe just slightly ahead of Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze. A, a doomsday, however we want to say it. Yeah, a doomsday. Um, probably just slightly above those two, but I would say in that tier. Uh, I totally get being 108 right after that group of seven because that group of seven seems pretty, pretty nice. To me. Pretty nice. Um, yeah. I put Bowers above the, the final two wide receivers in that group of seven for me right now. Let's see where they land. And yeah. things could change. I mean, it's it, it it's very very close. So like landing spot could change it for me. Between you know, well maybe I want Malik Neighbors over uh, Brock Bowers now. You know that 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 could very well be. But there's a really good chance, by the way, that all seven of those players are gone by pick twelve in the real draft. Like the 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 NFL draft should actually start out with fantasy fun this year, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like defense, offensive lineman, defender. But nobody cares. Come on, give us the give us the people. All right, yeah, we're gonna see but, a lot of a lot of offense. By the way, it right, really is. John, why nice. don't you anyway. give us the list and give us your list because I know you're. Let's just. I'm just gonna go down the Twitter list of rankings, and I'm curious where you guys would slot Pitts in. So it came back. You know, I just ran a series of polls: Pitts versus everybody, mm-hmm. and it was whoever had the highest percentage they got the first. So Laporta was a pretty easy smash. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I don't see how you can't agree with that. I mean, what he did was great. So, do you guys agree with Laporta? Yep. Yeah. He's talking right. one. McBride came in at two. Ooh. Nice. I mean, I'm still taking McBride. Yep. I have Chalk, McBride on so far. several teams, and on every single one of them, I plan to offer McBride for pits plus whatever the difference is. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's I, clearly the move. I, that's that fair. is the move that I want yeah. to make so badly. Andrews comes in three. Wait, 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 wait. Are you taking Pitts above McBride? That's that's the question you need to answer. Not will you do it for Pitts Plus? I probably don't have McBride above Bowers. I have so, Bowers above McBride. So Bowers steps in the league and, is immediately. I don't, I don't have McBride above Pitts. Pitts, okay. Pitts would be my two or three right now. Uh, right. But Twitter number three comes in at Andrews. I'll take my Andrews. I'll, I'll make that one for one swap now, and I'll take that Adri set. Like, uh, I'll, I'll make that swap now. I did it for Kelsey to Pitts a couple of years ago. I'll do it for Andrews to Pitts right now. I mean, I had to go back <laughs> in several leagues from Pitts back to Kelsey, but that's all right. I'm active enough that I'm willing to do it. Travis? Yeah, I mean, I would go Laporta, um, and then you know I'm just going to throw Bowers in there. Bowers would be tied in two, then McBride, and then Pitts, and then so you're Andrews. Pitts over Andrews. Then Andrews. Yep. Okay. The next one is Bowers. <laughs> so Bowers actually comes in 
number four on the list, which that could I just mean, because people if, might not know who he actually is. It yeah. feels early for Twitter hype to be that high on a on it's, an incoming. It's gonna. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so loud. Correct. Uh, yeah. I think I think by the time the actual rookie drafts come around, I think he yep. is looking at tight end too, like where we are looking at him right now. Yeah. All right. The only other player that came in above Pitts is Hawkinson, that and that's easy Pitts for me. It is not. I, I'll take Hawkinson. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but timeline on him getting back is going to be interesting and yes, producing right away. Gonna, but if we're talking pure right now, it's January and dynasty value. I'm going to take Hawkinson over Pitts. Hmm. That's easy Pitts for me. Yeah. Anybody else? The other the others that were uh, did you have Hawkinson or Pitts there, Travis? I it's not easy, but I think I I do. Lean picks, uh, not picks, pits barely. All right, before we get out of here, because I gotta go, uh, Russ, Kincaid, Kittle, Kelsey, and Joku Ingram, those are like the others receiving votes. Man, it's probably the wrong answer, but I take Ingram, he's just doing good, and I like what he, I like that offense. Note yep, to self, profiling uh, of Ingram and training Russ, yeah, yeah, Ingram and Njoku actually are very, very close for me. Well, now that Engram's value might catch up to what he is, like I bought so much Engram before this past season started. Yeah. But we we just hit that deadline. So we are shutting down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Out of House. Who else is here? John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. Yes, sir. Nailed it. I had to stop myself again. I almost did it. <laughs> uh, but... Ending on a high note right there. Ring the bell. We're at-